0: Welcome to episode three of The Man Code 2.0. We're
1: breaking The Man Code to talk about everything that normally guys can't discuss. Not that we
0: can't. That we are always told that we shouldn't talk about Okay, it, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. I'm Kit McCarran. I'm Mark Schindler. And I think we should just dive right into this topic because I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I ended up doing more research than I expected to do. Um, today's topic is body image and men
0: i am too sexy for your party too sexy for your party the
1: way i'm disco dancing
0: i'm a model you know
1: what i mean and i do my little turn on the catwalk yeah on the catwalk on the catwalk yeah i do do my
0: little turn on the catwalk
1: did you know that fully 10% of all cases of eating disorders are men Uh, 41% of men are dissatisfied with their weight. And um, in college, on average, 70% are dissatisfied with their weight. Now, men are different in that way just because, you know, uh, women tend to be more focused on losing weight, about being thin. That tends to be the ideal for women. Whereas men, the ideal tends to be large and muscular. And so a lot of guys, including me... Are very concerned about uh, even
0: gaining weight. And that's
1: something I'm exploring about myself right now and is
0: really interesting. A lot of people don't realize that men have body image issues. Men suffer from that and, in correlation, eating disorders. I think there's just a lot of stigma around that. It's a quote, it's yeah. a women issue. Right. When it's not at all. No, it's a
1: person interacting with. Society that makes judgments on you issue.
0: This is from a website called Common Sense Media. I just randomly like stumbled ac- upon this, and um, it has three facts about body image. Okay. The proportion of undressed males in advertising has r- has been rising steadily since the 1980s. Okay. And that 33 to 35 percent of boys ages six to eight indicate that their ideal body is thinner than their current body. Really. Six to eight years old, which is just Insane to me that the boys that young are, are thinking about that, and then the measurement of male action figures in young boys that young boys mm. play with exceed even those of biggest bodybuilders Mhm Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I saw that. There was a study done on action figures and how their proportions um, changed over time, mm-hmm. starting in like the I want to say 30s or 40s, and the proportions have changed so much from sort of a normal person uh, a normal average man to yeah great the proportions are greater than like the biggest bodybuilders
0: right changed a lot and that's it's not really talked about and it's it's kind of the same with like the typical barbie like the barbie body proportion is not like if it was an actual human being it would look all fucked up
1: yeah yeah it would be (laughs) a woman that's like what seven feet tall and has a waist that's the size of a vase or something like really tiny bizarre. And she would have gigantic monstrous boobs and hair like all the way down her seven foot frame. Pointy boobs. I feel like Barbie has pointy boobs. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: crazy thin arms. Yeah. You look like an alien. And it's just, it's just crazy that we're just at that young of age, we're already, you know, pushing upon body image and we don't really even know that we're doing it. Mm hmm. It's
1: interesting. I was reading an article that talked about how we've grown as a society to criticize female body shame. Um, There was an increase in average female happiness with their bodies from the, I think, starting in the early 1990s and growing up through the early 2000s. There was a change. Uh, Body image for women used to be, on average, lower starting, I think, when they were doing research on it in the 60s. But men's body image has stayed the same, which I think is interesting. So I I chalk that up to feminism being a great vehicle for discussion, a great vehicle for awareness and kind of a social commentary on how we're approaching people's bodies. And we're talking about the way that we approach women's bodies, but we're not talking about the way we approach men's bodies. Right. It's
0: both sad and very important at the same time, because a lot of the statistics that you see on men and body image issues are very skewed because not a lot of men talk about it. So that information does not put into the statistics at all. You know, we're brought up the whole, you know, being a man and being strong and not mm. being able to talk about our feelings. Right. Which correlates to not being able to talk about that you have body image issues because it's Absolutely. not manly to talk about.
1: Yeah, not only that, but um, it's something that's enforced upon us in high school swimmers and wrestlers. Uh, a lot of people are calling it so- sort of socially sanctioned eating disordered or disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, they need to make weight. Um, I remember seeing something recently about wrestlers and it was a discussion, uh, on the internet of wrestlers talking about, oh yeah, make weight. Uh, I had to like take lots of laxative or whatever before the weigh in for this fight so I could make weight or I had to eat like crazy amounts of food for weeks beforehand. It made me sick, but I had to make weight.
0: Yeah. I, vag- I vaguely remember in high school, of guys that were on the wrestling team that we're talking about, oh, I'm skipping lunch today because I have to do the weigh-in after you know yeah. later on today to make sure I make the weight class. Right, like it's just crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is saying, you know, your body has to fit into this category to do what you want to do, and it's it's not something that's taken seriously in terms of uh, making shame. Like if you don't achieve that, you don't have control over your body. Shame and body image are really closely linked i think it's fairly well explored with women um and i would like to see it explored more with men um i read an interesting article talking about how clothes are used to conceal or to uh or to reveal as you like Mm -hmm. do you feel
0: like when you're wearing clothes you make decisions on how it displays your body Definitely, um, before I had top surgery and had my breasts removed, like yeah. I had, you know, it's a different kind of body image, but I had sure. that body body image issues where it just was not matching what I ideally saw for me. Mm. And so, especially with clothes, so I was binding yeah. my chest and which, of course, is very uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear tighter fitted T-shirts and other and button up shirts because I would know that you would be able to see, you know, my, quote, breasts mm-hmm. in that. So I adjusted everything I wore baggier clothes and stuff sure. like that. And that's not how I would want to wear obviously now like right now my shirt's a pretty tight shirt yeah but now that I don't have breasts like I'm much more confident and comfortable about about it and now choosing to wear those more quote revealing to I'm I'm so much more comfortable and proud that I don't have you know breasts anymore and my chest is flat that I'm gonna wear the tighter fitting shirts and so when you were uh, spending time uh, binding what
1: about your body uh, did you not want to show? What Did you not want to show yourself as being feminine?
0: Yeah, because you associate breasts with femininity. I don't know what other people were thinking, but to me, in my eyes, I thought, of course, oh, they're going to see that there are breasts there, even though that there are you know, bound down and mm-hmm. the flat or whatever. Oh, they're not going to think they're man boobs. Um, but to me, it was always just I knew that they were breasts. Everyone's going to know that they're breasts. Mm-hmm. So I just need to not show them at all. To to make sure that people know that you are a man.
1: Right. And that that's how to approach you.
0: Right. Which is crazy because if someone who was a cisgendered male and say they were heavier set and they had, quote, whatever, man boobs or whatever, I mean, and they were like, oh, I'm feeling bad about it. I would not be like, yes, you need to like bind those (laughs) or whatever. I'd be like, no, I mean, that's just who you are. You need to embrace your body and be happy with it. But it's almost contradictory. I feel like sometimes because I changed my body because I felt that that was a female part of me. Hmm. That I needed to get rid of because mm-hmm. so, they were female breasts. Yes,
1: absolutely. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm sorry if we're derailing here, no, but it's I'm fine. so interested in, <laughs> in what your perspective and motivation was to start changing your appearance because I'm, I'm relating it in my head to how men um, approach their bodies and and make decisions to, to show themselves a certain way which is a very normal thing. Uh, Like, you know, the ideal in the American society is the tall, muscular, slim guy. And that's something that, whether we like it or not, we all kind of feel like we're held to a standard of. Mm -hmm. So what standard do you feel like you were being held to, or what were you holding yourself to?
0: I don't feel like... I had a standard, mm-hmm. an ideal man that I needed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to not look like a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be the tall guy. I'm like 5'1". <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm not going to be the lanky guy. That's just not me. Yeah. Um, so that's going to get thrown out the window. It just I felt like things, especially earlier on in my transition, I just wanted to erase and eliminate anything that was feminine. Haircut. You know, I had longer hair to begin with and it just progressively got shorter and shorter and shorter until I was like, I need to have like, quote, masculine haircut. Binding the breasts to know that to make my chest seem a little bit more flat. I talked to some friends and they were like, oh, well, I don't feel like they look like boobs. It just looks like you have massive pecs, you know, because they're like pushed down. But I'm not a muscular person. So why would I have these random giant pecs, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And so part of that uh, feminine, I guess, rejection Uh, was a decision to pursue more of what you felt like was yourself. Right. So it's not necessarily anything feminine, or maybe it was, but it's more instead of that. Do you feel like your experience was a wholesale rejection of femininity, or do you feel like it was instead
0: a pursuit of yourself, which I feel like are different things? No, definitely a pursuit of myself, because I don't feel like being... Feminine or being a male that's feminine is bad at all. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't necessarily me getting rid of everything that was female because I thought that anything feminine was bad. Mm -hmm. It was because I lived my life so long as a female, which related to not, that wasn't me that I needed to change that.
1: This, uh, this pursuit of yourself and having been treated like a female for so long, can you tell me about experiences you had as a female that that felt to you like this is wrong. This isn't who I am.
0: Yes. I know a specific time and it was when I was in middle school. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was a lunch break and me and several friends actually, instead of having lunch in the cafeteria, we took our lunches up and ate in one of the science classrooms mm-hmm. and we hung out after we had lunch and just, you know, shoot the shit, whatever. Yeah. Um, And I was, and we had a mix of, guys and girls in our group of friends that we hung out with and so i specifically remember um we were sitting on a desk and a friend of mine was doing another friends they're doing each other's hair you know things that girls do and talking yeah, or whatever right. and they're like oh come over here let's i want can i brush your hair and i'm like all right whatever <laughs> and so they're like oh well you need to do your hair like this and do this and they were like you know the whole like primping or trying to make me over right and i wasn't about that hmm. and so I remember uh, they're like, oh, well, you need to do your hair like this because this is what girls do. And I, <laughs> I grabbed the brush, threw it across the classroom and said, well, I'm not a girl. And I walked out. Wow. And it was so weird because I don't really remember what I don't really think I knew what was happening at the time. And no, nobody brought it back up again. Like it was never talked of. That was the end of that moment. Mm-hmm. And and that was it. And, and it I just didn't, came out of, you. it just came out of me. And then, and I don't think I ever talked about it again until like as an adult, when I was going, when I was in therapy, like mm-hmm. I just, it, it literally hit me at this moment that I, that I remembered about, about that. And I was like, oh my, and it kind of was like an, oh my God moment for me, hmm. uh, very early when I was like, this is, oh wow, this makes sense now. And That's this an is important what I, thing. this is an important thing. And this is why I feel the way I feel. But I have no idea, (laughs) like, I I must have, like, just spaced out in that moment and just, like, emotions took over because it's Mm -hmm. it's one of those, like, it happens and you kind of black out that moment. Yeah. I think that's kind of what happened. And it was just weird because, like, none of my friends came up to me and was like, what was that about? Right. Or at least I don't remember that. Huh.
1: That's so interesting. I guess I speak from the perspective of, I'm guessing, a lot of people who just who haven't had that feeling before. Mm-hmm. And so in trying to understand that, that, I mean, that's so interesting and telling. You you just have this moment where it comes out of you. You don't necessarily um, think about it or it doesn't process, it doesn't stick around in your head, but it just
0: comes out. a random explosion.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, a lot, we don't take seriously a lot of things that Freud discovered um, or th- that Freud studied or mm-hmm. wrote about. But there are certain things that uh, Freud touched on that are really important. First and foremost is his understanding of subconscious. Before Freud, no one ever talked about subconscious. It it was a new thing. This idea that we have things processing and going on inside our minds when we're not actively thinking about it. And this is a perfect example of you, you know who you are somewhere deep down. And then you have this moment where just some a hole opens and it just comes out and for a lot of people that comes out as Freudian slips you mm-hmm. know what you're really thinking or feeling just pops out um, and this is a great example of that and so can you tell me a little bit of what the feeling uh, was during while when you kind of had this realization you're going through the transition can you talk about the discrepancy between the the body you found yourself in and the self that you felt to be right that's a really good question
0: um so a lot of the physical transition that happened um is is really thanks to testosterone Mm -hmm. so that lowers the voice yeah done right you know that gross facial hair you know to an extent, depending on you know your that's all also genetics. You have a fabulous beard. Um, well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so then there's it does that. Really, but I'm not. And I'm not joking. It, and it and it does you know distrib- redistribute your fat differently.
1: Hmm. Really? As well,
0: yes. Like huh. you know, it's it's different. Like the gut is more there now, wow. but yet. Not so much in the, in the, I feel like in the hips area, like my clothes were fitting differently as fat redistributes. Um, So that's what happens. And so a lot of that, I mean, you can quote, and I hate to use the term passing because I think that's just a dumb thing to, Hmm. it's just not, I don't agree with it. Um, But that alone like gives you that quote passing privilege as a male, because a lot of those things happen just from taking testosterone alone, mm. you know, underneath the clothes. However, like the breasts and all that stuff and, you know, the vagina or whatever, you know, that of course needs to be surgically changed, but right. Right. that depends on the person as well. Like I have no bottom dysphoria at all whatsoever. I embrace my vagina. I'm totally cool with it. You know, that's fine. Um, breasts. I just did not want, did not want them. Hmm. It, it, just it, felt wrong. It didn't, It yeah, it didn't feel right for me. That's so interesting. I, that's a real thing.
1: There are people who, for whatever reason, feel like it's wrong to have a part of their body. There are people who, they have elective amputations. There's this area of disorders which relates to um, how you feel like your body is correct. And... One option of that is that you feel like a part of your body is wrong. This is, it's a thing that's so interesting to me that you can have such a concept of yourself. There's a construction in your mind, which is not entirely, um, you know, subjective. There's some sort of objective consensus in your head of this is who I'm supposed to be. And if it's not right, then your, your mind will be telling you, you you need to fix this.
0: Right. We kind of had this conversation on G chat like a while ago and I was hmm. telling you about my hands. Yeah. So like I have really small hands, like I have hands smaller than most women. OK, hmm. so it's it's to me, it's really weird. And I can look like I can look down at my hands right now and I, I just feel like disconnected hmm. to them. Like, I know that they're mine, and that's fine. I see my wedding ring, and I know that's mine, and these are my hands, and if you go take a knife at them, I know it's going to hurt. I don't feel yeah. like that weird. Good. But, like, I just, feel, <laughs> I just feel like they shouldn't be mine. When I look at myself in the mirror and I look down at my hands, I feel like my hands should look differently. Huh. And I don't know how they would look differently, maybe bigger. Cause I just know that I have small hands and it's also weird because it's not so bad when I look at the palms of my hands, huh? It's the, it's the top of my hand. That's I don't know. so interesting I'm weird.
1: No, yeah, I think you're probably not alone at all that. That's just so interesting to me how much our mental image of ourself
0: kind of transcends our, our physical self. Yeah, and it's uh, so earlier you were talking about, uh, and I want to come back to this. Coming back um, around, I'm coming back around, um, <laughs> but it's all related, so it's all cool. Yeah. Um. So you were talking about males and wanting to, of course, the bulking up, yeah. type of thing. Totally. So I was like looking at uh, this website called MirrorMirror.org, mm-hmm. and um, and there was an interesting little tidbit of this article about a, a type of eating disorder that appears to affect men and boys higher than women and girls and it's called muscle dysmorphia
1: oh yeah absolutely yeah and they say that's a disorder that most bodybuilders have mm-hmm. and there's uh there's a quote in I, I don't know who said it. i think it's just one of those kind of legendary things that gets said in, mm-hmm. in bodybuilding the day you start lifting is the day you're forever small and so it, interesting. Yeah, it's this concept that just as soon as you start to like have this empowerment, and I feel it. Like I'm going to the gym, and I'm spending a lot of time like lifting weights. I'm I'm getting stronger. I went I want to say two years ago from weighing like 165, 160 pounds. Now I'm over 200. I'm like 205, 2 210. And you're tall as hell too. Yeah, I'm six two, and I'm I'm not. I'm not that fat. Like I've got a little bit You're not fat. fat at all, Kip. Well, see now that So this is yeah, this is this the conversation is a we need to have. This is a conversation we need. I go home and and Maria and I kind of say to each other at night, I'm glad you love your fat boyfriend. <laughs> and then she'll say, Well, I'm glad you love your fat girlfriend And then we'll be like, You are not fat. She's she's like you, she's tall and thin. She's a bean pole. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but it's it's this sense inside of ourselves that um, you know we we've consumed this image of what's the ideal body, and this is what everybody faces. You know, it's 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 not as simple as like uh, this gets praised or like this is the Disney character. It's it's more I think insidious when people talk about. It's just this offhand comment of oh that fat guy or. The way the media will comment on a celebrity who's gained weight or celebrity who really trimmed down, even if they didn't do that much, it's mm-hmm. just all of this attention on the way that your body looks. And so then I'm at the gym and I'm, I feel like I'm doing really well. I'm doing these uh, bend over rows with like eighty pounds and one arm, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> And then, you know, I I like finish my set and kind of lean back, breathing hard, sweating. And then I see this this other guy who's lifting like a hundred and like not even breaking a sweat, just like going through. I'm like, God damn it. It's it turns into this weird kind of race. Men are very competitive. Men are competitive. That's true. And that's that's part of it, certainly, is it's like competing for a mate. I have this this internal sense that I want to go out with Maria. And I want to feel like the biggest, baddest guy there. That's that's a sensation which I think is glorified in, in movies. You know, James Bond walks into a room. He's the suavest, baddest motherfucker there. And that's something which is, you know, super uh, romanticized for guys. Right. You know, for women, uh, romanticized uh, would be, um, you know, you're the most gorgeous woman who's Wanted by everybody and you are empowered and can make strong choices and I think it's similar for the guy you you walk into a situation you're the biggest baddest motherfucker and no one's gonna mess with you part of it is like uh, I want to have that sensation of someone you know looks at Maria thinks she's super hot and then looks at me and is like oh nope never mind and I, I want to deconstruct that because there's a lot going
0: on there. So, so you want to be like the typical bouncer at the club. You don't want to be a meathead. No, I don't want to be a meathead.
1: I don't know. That's that's really hard. That's a good question. What do I want to be?
0: Like, I think I've asked you this before when we would just be, be chatting before we started doing doing this podcast yeah. or whatever. But like, I remember you were saying that you are right now really into working out and, and getting more, I guess, more ripped or whatever so that you feel more comfortable taking your shirt off. Yeah, that's absolutely So you true. have this image in your head yeah. on what your body is supposed to look like.
1: Right. I think it was uh, related to the pool.
0: Yes, because I wanted. I told you you should come over to the pool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't want to take my shirt off. But you did, like, last year, last summer you came over for the pool. What I, what changed?
1: Well, he, you're really supportive. Like, when I'm hanging out with Mark and Jen, you you guys <laughs> are not going to judge me. So, like, it's okay. But... When I'm going out to the pool with with other people who they're maybe, not
0: judging you either.
1: Well, that's that's what I need to come to terms with. Hey, guess what? What?
0: They're not judging you. <laughs> it's a good message. Everyone else is probably also worried about themselves, so they're too busy worrying about that than somebody else it's like true. like you, you're probably not judging anybody else cuz you're worried or you're judging yourself. It's so true. Right?
1: Yeah, and that's that's a justification a lot of people have for not wanting to go to the gym. They'll say everybody's judging me. Everybody's looking at how little I lift, or like how fat I am. Or, mm-hmm. dude, that's the if there's that's the one place where if anybody had any shit to say, they they have no reason to say it to you there because, because you're there. You're there. You're <laughs> actively doing something about it. Right. Not only that, but like you were saying, they're super. I'm wrapped up in like the shit I'm doing. I'm not paying attention to what you're doing, unless you're like. Well, I I say that, but then like a couple minutes ago. You just said, yeah. Yeah, I saw this guy. But you were done. I
0: was done, yeah. When you're in the moment. Yeah, when I'm I'm
1: actively lifting, I'm focused on what I'm doing. I like how we're doing these arm gestures like people can see. As if I do. (laughs) Right. And that's not even a movement that I do at the gym. Like just sitting
0: here, like my arm is outstretched. So you think right now, at this moment in time, right this minute. Right now that you are not comfortable taking a shirt off? I'm not going to ask you to take a shirt off, but I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a
1: good question. Right now, I feel more confident than maybe I ever have
0: in my life. But you don't think your body is quite there yet? No, I don't. How do you, how do you know when you're, quote, done before it goes too far? Before you think you can never get there?
1: You know, this is tough for me because I as a student of psychology like i know what the right answer is and then there's i don't want the, to know what the right answer is i want to know what answer. your answer is yeah yeah there's the honest answer and it bums me out that it's different you know <laughs> it's like i know what i should feel but i don't and and
0: I, and, and i know it's easy to, for me to quote preach it cuz i have my own issues we all have our own issues yeah. but and and i'm a little bit more sensitive to cuz my wife you know struggles with eating disorder and and it's, we've been through the roller coaster with this and right. so i kind of you know understand a bit Mm. but it's easy for me to say well how do you know when's when's enough is enough Mm. I mean I have my own issues and I don't ever know when things are enough and is enough you just I guess know when to before it goes too far you need to know when before it goes too far yeah
1: how hard is too hard how far am I willing to go to change my body because I've been working hard at this for a long time And at the same time, I'm seeing a therapist. Um, I was diagnosed with persistent depressive disorders, dysthymia, if you're an old school DSM kind of person. And I started um, taking Lexapro. And it's starting, it's only started like in the last week to really kick in. It's been uh, four weeks since I started. And I feel like my perspective on the world has changed a lot. And part of that is like, hey, I, I feel really good about myself. And so I'm, I'm actually more at the gym spending time thinking, you know, do I need to do this? But at the same time, it makes me feel good just to exercise. You know, getting out and running for a little while, just getting your blood running. That's good for your body and it's good for your mind. A lot of psychological studies have, have shown that. If you have depression, it doesn't matter what you do. If you get into the gym and get your heart racing for a little while. Right. That's great for you. You don't you don't need to be gaining weight. You don't need to be lifting hard. You just need to, like, get the blood moving.
0: So um, on, I'm on a website right now for the um, uh, National Eating Disorder Association. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they have a, a section for men. Good. And there are these bullet points here, and I want to read them. It's for enhancing male body image. Okay. So I'll, I'll read a little bit, and I want you to kind of put your responses. Okay. So the first thing says, recognize. Recognize that bodies come in all different shapes and sizes. There is no one right body. Your body is not and should not be exactly like anyone else's. Try to see your body as a facet for your uniqueness and individuality. Mm. I like that. I mean, it's 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 that cognitive dissonance at the same
1: time of mm-hmm. like, yes, I totally recognize that that's right. It's kind of like uh yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard that discussion in feminism. Yeah, I know that's a thing. That's a thing people <laughs> agree on, right. right? And then it's at the same time you look at yourself and you're like, "Is that, is that how I feel?" I don't. I don't know. I mean, we we say all the time, like, "I want a body like name X celebrity." Right. I want a body like Chris Pratt doing um that that movie where he shot Bin Laden or whatever. Third. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. I think oh, okay, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we say that like I, but yeah, you you recognize at the same time. Do we expect that everyone we meet is capable even of having the same body? No. Would we want that? No. That I mean that would be fucking really creepy. weird. Like we walk around, everybody has the exa- exact same body. Creepy as fuck. Yeah. No, I,
0: that would be weird okay the next one says focus focus on qualities in yourself that you like that are not related to appearance mm. spending time developing these capacities rather than letting your appearance define your identity and your worth mm. that's a really good one and so i've i'm i've been
1: a musician for a long time and i get lots of good feedback about being a musician oh, you're really good at these instruments and I'm like, yeah 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 and it's it's strange for me. It's hard for me to take compliments, um, like when I'm cooking food. I'm, I've also been cooking for a long time, and so he's an amazing cook. <laughs> I love making food, <laughs> but like I'll make something, and someone will say, "This is delicious. This is so amazing." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's all right," because I have in my head this this knowledge that if I had done something differently. It could be, like, spectacular.
0: Kip throws shit in a pan, and it's, like, the most gourmet thing ever. (laughs) He'll be like, come over for dinner. What are we having? I don't know. I'm just throwing shit in a pan. And then it's like, (laughs) ah. Yeah, well, you know. But I'll say that. I'm like, oh, my God, Kip, this is, like, amazing. You're like, ah, thanks, but I, you know, should have used this thing and and done it a little bit differently this way, and it would have been, like, way better. And I'm like, whatever, this is fucking good right now. So...
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, and another point is, like, if if I said that to a chef he's like, nah, well, if I had done something different, it would be better. That would be, like, a bummer to me. Like, oh, well, don't tell me that. That <laughs> Just... <laughs> you didn't give me the
0: best right. that you could do. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> Next one is, look. Look critically at advertisements that push the bodybuilding image. Mm. Our culture emphasizes the V-shaped muscular body shape as totally. the ideal for men. Magazines targeted at men tend to focus on articles and advertisements promoting weightlifting, bodybuilding, or muscle toning. That's true. Do you know men who have muscular, athletic bodies who are not happy? Are there dangers in spending too much time focusing on your body? Consider giving up your goal of achieving the perfect male body and Mm. work at accepting your body just the way it is. That's... That's a great
1: one. I mean, just looking around, it's it's easy. It takes no work. Look at any magazine that has a man on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that V-shaped bodybuilder. Look at all that muscle tearing it up. And, I mean, the work that I'm doing right now at the gym, you have to realize how much, what crazy amount of work that takes. That takes, like, to have that front of... There, there's a reason Chris Pratt doesn't look like that all the time <laughs> because it takes seriously focused work all the time that takes every day doing something and taking several hours even to work your body to get to that level of muscle and fitness that level of definition that takes crazy amounts of sacrifice and work so yeah that's, that's super unrealistic just to, to think that You know, being a normal person, the rest of us have shit to do. (laughs) You know, we have jobs. We can't we can't be with a personal trainer all day. Right. Like Sweet Brown said, I ain't
0: got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go through all the lists. I'm going to hit just a couple more. Okay. Um, Be assertive. Be assertive with others who comment on your body. Let Mm. people know that comments on your physical appearance, either positive or negative, are not appreciated. Confront others who tease men about their bodies who attack their masculinity by calling them names as sissy or wimp. Hmm. That touches on a lot of things. Yeah.
1: I mean, that that harkens back to our first discussion of be a man, sissy or wimp, just like emasculating someone um, because they don't fit some arbitrary ideal of, of masculinity. And also, that's super interesting and and a difficult thing of comments about somebody's body positive or negative or not appreciated that i feel like that's that's a really difficult thing for us as a culture like i i had that struggle with maria when we first started dating uh i think she wondered if i found her attractive because you know i was trying not to focus too much on her body i find her super attractive Mm -hmm. she is rightfully so yeah i agree and so there's there's a line there. I guess when you're in a relationship with somebody, that's different. The way that our society talks about it, I feel like we don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to say. Like um, th- this concept of sexual harassment training uh, or things like that, it kind of, I think it conditions us to think that um, no one cares what you look like or your, your opinion of what other people look like, and... I think that relates in some way to the way that, I mean, I think guys can have the feeling of, oh, you don't like it when I give you compliments? Because I fucking want compliments. Why can't you say nice things about my body?
0: Well, it's the whole like, uh, when women get catcalled, Mm -hmm. it is not like that's a horrible thing to do. If women started catcalling men, men would would be be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had this conversation at work like a couple weeks ago. If women started catcalling men, more than likely, men would be like, yes, give give me more of this attention.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I think women aren't as focused on um, the appearance of others. They could be very focused on the appearance of themselves, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, guys don't usually get compliments on their body, which has been a big thing to me. I've been telling Maria, it's something that means a lot to me. When you give me a compliment about my body, that makes me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. And I I think guys... A lot just don't get feedback about that, especially uh, not
0: with each other.
1: Right, right. So saying outright that it's not okay to make comments about other people's body, I think that's difficult. That's a compliment uh, That's a complicated thing.
0: Yeah, I think it depends on the person, and I think you and everyone has a right to ask if that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. hey, do you mind that I, you know, compliment on how you look today because I think you look great, or that outfit is awesome, or that shirt looks good on you. Like, if you're offended by that or you don't want that, then I won't do it. But it's, I don't feel like it's bad to ask. Um, the last one I'm going to talk about is focus. Focus on ways in which your body serves you and enables you to participate fully in life. In other words, appreciate how your body functions rather than obsessing about its appearance. For example, appreciate that your arms enable you to hold someone you love. Your thighs enable you to run, etc. That's a great one. And I'm going to be honest,
1: uh, part of my motivation for working out a lot is for fun times with Maria. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to be said for being able to, to lift up the one you love and to uh, have fun with that.
0: Which doesn't make anyone any less or more of a man. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it's not something
1: that is important to your, your role in a sexual relationship. That's something that I enjoy. Um and it's something that I would guess there are probably a lot of women that don't enjoy um, being lifted up being yeah
0: being yeah. lifted up or like played around with. I'm sh- and just like there are men that would maybe like to be lifted lifted up.
1: Absolutely. That is also an interesting thing. I mean, how do you want your body to interact with your life? Yeah, I think I've talked about this before, but as I've uh spent time kind of working on my depression and working on on exploring you know, the, the kind of person that I want to be. That's been something that has been, I guess, a lot of inner controversy about is how do I want my body to be? Because I spent a lot of time, I guess, not focusing on my body at all. Like when I was in high school or college, I would be kind of bummed sometime and think I'm kind of fat or whatever, but I didn't. I didn't take action on it. Like I didn't do anything about it. I certainly didn't care enough to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm spending a lot of time focusing on that and and working hard on it. So I guess I need to ask myself some tough questions about uh, is this really that important? And yeah, how far is too far? You know, something else I wanted to touch in on. um, When I was doing research for this and, and looking up some... Some uh, papers and articles. I found that uh, when I searched uh, men and body image, a lot of uh, articles came up talking about gay men and body Mm. image, which I think is super interesting. Uh, I wonder if that's kind of a normal thing. When you think someone has body image issues or someone is really focused on your body, is it
0: a go-to to to say, gay, gay? Maybe people think that's what they want to say because, quote, women are more into their physical appearance. Mm -hmm. And men, we don't talk about how we feel we look. Mm -hmm. So the moment that a male does say something like that because it could, quote, be feminine, then, oh, that means they're gay. Yeah, I
1: remember seeing something a long time ago on TV of this uh, New Jersey cop who in his free time really liked to get pedicures, manicures and go to a spa. And he's like, I don't see what the problem is. This makes me feel good, and, and that's what yeah. I'm going to do. And his his wife was making fun of him. And oh, that's awful. Yeah, it was really awful. And I remember at the time being conflicted of like,
0: well, that's different. But at the same time, wow, your wife is being really mean. And I think that's one of the biggest things just in life in general is being around people that support who you are. mm in anything, not just body image issues in general. You know, like you're saying, you know, with me, hang out with me and Jen, we don't give a shit. Right. Right? You guys are super chill. And that probably makes you feel good, it I makes would Makes me hope feel so. awesome, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something that I treasure about my time with you guys. And it is totally different feeling being around people that make you feel judged, make you feel, like, not supported, yeah, and who you are. Uh, I saw a study in 2004 um, that looked at uh, a range of students and they found that men wanted, on average, 25 pounds more muscle, 8 pounds less fat, um, that men believe that women want them more muscly than women actually do. And it uh, found that men wanting to be more muscly is part of asserting masculinity and gender hierarchy. They found a connection between muscle belitt- belittlement what you were saying, you're sissy or like you're mm-hmm. small or you're not this this arbitrary ideal of, of masculine. That leads to or is correlated with depression. That's a really big effect. Trying to put yourself in the context of this arbitrary ideal, especially if you're around people that don't make you feel comfortable. If you're around people that actively try to make you feel bad, that can have just an enormous effect on on your sense of self-worth, your body image, and your mental health overall. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess in summary, body image is really important to men. It's something that isn't just for women. It's something that affects uh, not just the way we see ourselves. It affects the way that we interact with each other. It affects the way that we put clothes on. It affects huge amounts of our time on the way that we think about food and the way that
0: we may spend enormous amounts of time exercising. And it's something that we as men need to be more vocal about. I think that's really important that we need to be talking about it so that we're not so people aren't thinking like that it's just quote a women's issue because it's not. It's absolutely not. I would guess
1: that statistic about 10% of eating disorders are men. I think that's probably wrong. I think that's probably way underreported. Oh, totally. I'm going to guess if I if I had to like, uh, whatever, make up a statistic, I would guess that it's probably closer to uh, 30 to 40% of eating disorders are men. If you include,
0: you know, everybody who doesn't think it's a problem. You yeah, know. and even eating disorders as far as uh, those that do binge eating or like, you know, That whole spectrum, not just those that restrict food or or whatever, just all eating disorders.
1: Yeah, and if you're including uh, just general body image issues, muscle dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. and yeah, overtraining. Yeah, it's a huge issue for men, and we need to be able to talk about it. I was taking a psychology class last semester, and there was someone who was focusing on studying um, men and eating disorders. And he brought it up to a group, and they're like... No, men don't have eating disorders. I couldn't believe they they literally would not accept or believe that men have eating disorders. What? Yeah. Yeah, and that's so telling to me. Uh, this needs to be a conversation. So, if you're listening, go have a conversation with somebody about this. Go ask someone, do you think men have eating disorders? Do you think men care about the way they look? Do you think that affects them? I think you might be surprised about the discussion you have. This this recording brought to you by supplement companies wasting your money down the drain <laughs> and making you feel nutted out, insane, like a rabbit on speed when you go to the gym. I know nothing
0: about that because I don't go to the gym. <laughs>
1: This message also brought to you by G.I. Joe, making you feel terrible about your body and your your lack of muscle since, what,
0: 1980s? Oh, I think
1: before that. My dad had G.I. Joe's the, World the full, War II. The
0: full-figured ones. They yeah. were like actual, not action figures, but like dolls.
1: Yep. I, I remember playing with those in my grandfather's house.
0: They're worth a shit ton of money right now.
1: Yeah. It came in like a... a military style it looked like it was a an artillery box or something